What's up, film fans, and welcome to another episode of What the Flick, the movie podcast where we rewrite films we haven't seen based only on the poster. We are your poster boys. I'm Matt. I'm Andre the Giant. And today we'll be figuring out just what the hell happens in The Princess Bride. What the flick, what the flick, we don't know what a movie is Gonna tell you what we think it's about with the help of the poster we figure it out What the flick, what the flick, gonna write a film that already exists We'll be doing it better cause we're so cool and back to two years up in school What the flick, what the flick, we're never gonna watch that shit Got better writers than Steven Spielberg, film directors are all done nerds What the flick, what the flick, that's the name of the podcast It's almost time to make some noise, it's time for the poster boys So what the flick, I feel like this is one of the movies that's going to get us into trouble on the internet. <laughs> because I feel like nerds are really into this one in like a weird way. Yeah. Very defensive over Princess Bride. Yeah, exactly. Um, and to help us spread out the internet hatred, which we'll receive, we've got a special guest uh, from Sans Pants Radio and Wood Elf Media. Hello. A... True tour de force of podcasting, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Joel Zamet <laughs> from Base of Speculation, Plumbing the Death Star, D&D is for Nerds, other podcasts that are happening that you can listen to with your ears. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Thank you for having me on. Ah, oh, entire pleasure. Uh, we have coerced and cajoled uh, other members of your network. To be on our shows before. Yeah, that sounds pretty basically like how I run this company. So yeah, that, that's pretty much half the course. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. And, and I guess mm. that based on your output of podcast, you are something, at least something of a film enthusiast. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I've had a lot of reflection these like, last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in terms of uh, do I enjoy media? I don't know. And maybe um, movies are bad. Maybe I don't know. We 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 saw uh, Shazam two yesterday. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and as we left the cinema, I, I just turned to Jackson, co-host of Baseless Speculation, mm-hmm. and with like as much sincerity and like genuineness as I can muster, I just yeah do. I asked him, do I enjoy media? Because I don't know anymore. Um, because Shazam was real bad, like real yeah. bad, and a lot of films that I'm seeing, and I guess because it's just mostly superhero pop culture bullshit. Sure, they're just they're just bad films, and I don't know anymore, and I don't know if it's because I did a couple of years of like film studies and analysis, and, and I don't know, I don't know what classifies as entertainment anymore. I think I'm getting old. It's worrying. Times have changed. <laughs> I was with it once, and then what was with it? What was it changed? It'll yeah. happen to you, yeah. or whatever the Simpsons quote is. Yeah, maybe the the kids they're them the wrong, right? Ugh. Yeah, it's the kids who are wrong. Yeah. I think so. I mean, me and Mac are firmly of the belief that there's never been yeah, a good movie, absolutely. and we're the only people with good ideas. And I think that that we can, you know, we can roll with that today for sure. Um, So yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna be looking at the Princess Bride, um, Mm -hmm. famous nerd movie. Also, I think a children's film. (laughs) Who can possibly say? Here's the things that I know about the Princess Bride. Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) It's a storybook, maybe that someone is telling. Mm -hmm. Scott Bakula <laughs> or Scott sure. Bay? Uh, I'm not even sure I know who Scott Bakula is. They t- someone is telling a bedtime story to a Scott of some description. <laughs> I for a long time I thought Scott Bakula was a serial mascot. <laughs> was he in Quantum Leap? I no, I don't know. Ah <laughs> oh, shit, maybe it is. Okay. I think it's very possible. I thought it was Fred Savage. Fred Savage. <laughs> okay. That sounds better. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll go with that. So mm. they're telling a Fred a story. Yeah. Um and it's a fa- it's a fantasy story. <laughs> yeah. Um the guy that voices Mr. Potato Head, I think, he's in it. Interesting. A sidekick. Robin Hood, men in tights is either the guy telling the story mm. or his self-insert in the story. Oh, okay. Carrie, Carrie Elwes. 
Yeah, Gary Ewell is the in soul it. Guy. Andre the Giant is in it, and the guy that was in the first few seasons of Criminal Mind, uh, Mandy Patinkin. And he, Mandy Patinkin again was a yeah. name that I was pretty sure was made up for a good while. <laughs> Andre the Giant was literally the only thing I knew, and that there's an episode of Scrubs that is just the Princess. Bride, the other thing, uh, so I know one more thing, mm-hmm. or there's one more thing I can add to the pile of things that I know. There's one point where somebody's having a sword fight. Yeah. And they go, oh, but you think that you're winning this sword fight, but what you don't realize is I'm not left-handed. And then he puts his sword oh. in his other hand, and then he does much better sword fighting. Oh. So I thought you were going to go with the, my name is oh, in Indigo Mon... Oh. I don't, That's I, not, not going to be Montana, but I think it's Montana. Yeah. It is. My name is Indigo Montana. You killed my father, prepare to die. Ah, okay. Montoya? I've heard that, but I didn't know it was this movie. Yeah. Good to know. Excellent. So the framing device then is, it's a story being told to either Fred Savage or Scott Bakula. Maybe both. Maybe they're having a sleepover. Yeah, Chuck. Look, a Fred and a Scott are in a. Are, are, are they sharing a bed? Sure, they're uh, Siamese yeah. twins, <laughs> and they've both got a cold. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Can we make it like a bed from sort of like the like the Willy Wonka, but the, like the original Willy Wonka? So oh, there's like yeah. a couple of people in a big mm. bed. They're all kind of mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. A way that someone's willing away the time, but telling them a story. That's good. Yeah. Are, are they playing? Kids? Elderly, oh, Scott back child actors Scott Bakula and Fred Savage playing grandparents in this. <laughs> ah, just sick kids. Make it sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're very sick kids, mm. and it's not. It's never outright sad, but every now and then, one of the other parents comes to the door crying, and the other parent has to come and like shoo them away. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the grand yeah, yeah, yeah. is just constantly fighting back a single tear as he tells the story. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of this film is just pauses while the grand looks at the kids who can't speak. Yeah, it's this kind of thing yeah. of like you know this is the, maybe the last, like their last hurrah. It's yeah, like oh yeah. things look things looking bleak, but we're, we're here together as a family and we're going to tell a nice story. And it's all yeah. a metaphor for maybe how they're beating cancer. It's you a know? metaphor for grief and moving on. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, they get another kid. Yeah. And it's Haley <laughs> Joel Osment. Yeah. I would explain why Andre the Giant's in it, right? Because if a kid was listening to a boring story, he would just be like, is Andre the Giant to this? And mm. the grandpa would be like, yeah, whatever the... F- yeah, fucking... Sure, whatever. yeah, why not? My, yeah, yeah, your favourite sure, wrestler, yeah. Andre the Giant, is in it. <laughs> yeah. And so's The Undertaker. Yeah, 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 whatever you want. Whatever <laughs> yeah, exactly. you will be, be the best Andre the Giant there ever did was. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and yeah, yeah. The, the, the child hero fought Andre the Giant and beat him in a wrestling mm. match, and then they became best friends. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, so yeah. All right, how about, how about this? So yeah, we got like a Scott or Fred, yeah. either one, both of them maybe in a bed shed or not. Maybe they're mm. either sick, maybe they're... Uh, when was this made? Like in the eighties? Oh, this... It looks eighties to me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to think. Like, okay, let's just. Let's, it's a story about a journey of some kind. But what is that story and metaphor for? Yeah, it looks kind of fant. Based on the poster. time it's kind of we've kind of got like these big columns and then like a mountainous Mm. landscape with like a castle in the distance Mm -hmm. but then in the foreground we've got kind of like a werther's original granddad sick child and then like skateboard baseball okay and maybe all of this stuff is like the stuff that sort of comes it's all his favorite stuff that like ends up in the story somehow yeah so again i think it's okay so if we have that as a basis of like all right Dad is telling kid story. What kind of story? Like, uh, I guess, yeah. What? It, what is the the theme? The narrative pushing it forward is, and what's it a metaphor for? Is this going to be about like a, a how I met your mother situation? Like, like you know, some mm-hmm. kids are like, tell me a story. How you meet mom, kind of stuff. Or is it a kind of thing where it's like, mom, maybe I don't know. Maybe we're talking. Is it a divorced man? And he's being like, this is why mummy's not going to be around too much. I'm going to wrap this story up in, in a kind of uh, princess, king, queen, oh my. and like, I don't know. Do you know what? 
this is me dealing with the fact that I'm going through a divorce right now. Yeah. Sure, yeah. This is a story about a handsome prince <laughs> and his princess bride and his dickhead mate Steve who stole her away from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the handsome prince, he was flawless. He had no flaws. Even, no, don't look, he, he was big dickish and his wife loved him and he, she left him. Because yeah. Steve was the he put a spell on her. <laughs> he was an evil he was, wizard. He was an evil wizard. <laughs> um, and so we we once upon a time in a faraway land. <laughs> and the kids like, can we read another story? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I'd put under the jar that I want more than you fucking want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve had a Steve did a magical spell called having a full time job. A daddy can't compete with that. <laughs> yeah, I like I like this because a lot of it does line up with what we've got here in like the taglines, mm. right? Because we've got it's as real as the feelings you feel. A bad tagline, I think we can all agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's as real. Oh, look, he's feeling bad. If it's he's about the sick. dad processing his divorce, yeah. do you reckon? You reckon that was the day of the premiere, right? And someone just looked up and was like, we haven't got a fucking tagline. And Carrie is just like, ah, it's as real as the feelings you feel. And someone just hand wrote it on the poster. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then we've got, up the top, we've got scaling the cliffs of insanity, battling rodents of unusual size, okay, 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 facing okay. torture in the pit of despair. Ah, yeah. True love has never been a snap. Okay, the last one. Odd one out. There's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, really just comes out of nowhere, that one, huh? Yeah. Okay, scaling the cliffs of insanity, that's easy. Uh, yeah, all right, old man, oh, dad, dad going a little bit crazy because, you know, he's, 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 his life's falling apart. Um, mm, yeah. You know, his wife's left him and now he's like, I am not going well. Battling rodents of unusual, fucking Steve, that rat, that fucking <laughs> that absolute rat. rat cunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking rat cunt, Steve. Piece of shit. Let's stab him in his stupid rat eyes. Um, and yeah, facing torture and pit of despair. Maybe that's where you learn self, you know, self reflection. Where it was like, maybe I was part of the big problem. It wasn't Steve. Yeah. It was me mm. the whole time being a piece of shit. That's nice. That's nice. Well, because maybe what this is is like they've been through the divorce. The wife's got wife and Steve have got custody, and he's got one <laughs> night left to turn this kid against Steve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've got a fucking, I've really got to nail this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and I think Steve, mm. because again, well, you know, probably what we have here is like a, a a framing device that's almost the classic '80s thing of like horrible dad, long suffering. Mm-hmm. wife slash mother and then just like very normal nice put together stepdad who's somehow the villain oh yeah mm-hmm. oh very much and so. gets absolutely fucked on <laughs> yeah the stepdad's just like keanu and he's so i was gonna say the stepdad could be pierce brosnan mm-hmm. yeah it's just like just so a real like comfy right? sweater of a guy well yeah. in in liar liar a film i have seen um yeah carrie yules plays a stepdad right and he's oh, a lovely okay. kind of guy, but um, Liar Liar himself hates him. He's like, ah, you right. know, you're taking my wife and kid away. So maybe yeah. maybe that was in reference to the Princess Bride where... Oh. Maybe Cariel was played Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where Cariel's in, in Princess Bride was, you know, the divorcee, whereas in, 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 in Liar Liar... Oh, Lyre, I see, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, God, he's, you know, doing the, the opposite. Um, so the Rat King is Jim Carrey then? <laughs> the Rat King's Jim Carrey. I think we've nailed that down. I think that's perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he he would play a real wacky villain in the eighties, right? Or like eighties, nineties kind of film. Um, how the old was Jim probably Carrey quite in up. the eighties? It mm. does not matter. Yeah. Okay, don't worry. We, we had. I'm pretty sure actually we put Jim. If Carrey I know in the anything Ocean about Wales Mac, film. it's that Hayden Panettiere will be appearing at some <laughs> point during this film. <laughs> yeah. Okay, or Jeremy okay. Ratter. <laughs> All right, so right off the back of, uh, what was it, Earth Girls Are Easy, Jim Carrey is appearing in The Princess Bride. Ah, <laughs> uh, Steve! Yeah. 
the rat cunt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> rat bastard. I like the idea that there's a, a cut in the film where he goes to say rat cunt and then rises to the kids and he's just like, King. It's like, Steve the rat king. Steve the rat king. And he just refers to him as the rat king the whole film, but every time he's like, the rat king. <laughs> rat. Yeah, and the kid's like, the rat? Where did he come from? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. B- big rat, biggest rats you've ever seen in your life, kid. Yeah. And, and, and Andre the Giant punched them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, so I, li- I like this. I like that this, yeah, okay. It's a sort of sad story, perhaps. Like, you know, that's the sort of reveal that when we sort of, like, you know, pull it back in the second act. Or third yeah, well, act, so maybe yeah. what it is is that, like, um, at the beginning, mm. Cariel was and the titular Princess Bride, who I guess we need a name and an actor for. I, I believe you well. mentioned a perfect actress just moments ago. Well. That's, that's true. Well. Who is, yeah, Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't got a name off the top of my head. But I, uh, and her name prefer- is Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sass Bride is a terrible last name. Sass Bride is a bad last name. That is true. Your last name was Sass Bride. You'd be looking to get married immediately. <laughs> like, like as soon as you're 18, you're like, first cunt asks, I'm in. How about, um, it, okay, so instead of Princess Bride, how about something like, um, what about Lynn on the Seth nose, like, like Celia Wifeman or something? <laughs> yeah, okay. Celia Wifeman it is. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. So, like C- like, yeah. Like ex wife, something like, can you play along with that? Xena. Xena wife. Yeah. Your script's calling her, like, good. the princess. Um, yeah, exactly. Maybe there's like a pet name or something like that that he used to use, like Steve. I mean, that, not Steve. That uh, 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 Dad uses for for that. Yeah, referring it to it, like you know, for the for the kids' sake, right? So I'm guessing it's just going to be Princess, you know, the Princess. Yes, you really want. I think you're to, right. Like, dumb it down because this is this isn't really for the, this. Is, this isn't for Fred and or Scott. This this is for Dad. This is for dad, yeah. So yeah, maybe he just uses, Carrie Elvis is just called Hero mm. and Hero Princess and Steve the Rat Cut King. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Um, and it's, yeah, Hayden Pertier and Carrie Elvis and a young Jim Carrey. Yes. He's playing Steve, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I, I guess uh, there's there's uh, Indio, in, in, Indigo Montoya, Mon- yeah, yeah, uh, Indigo Montana, Montana, uh, my mistake. Who is Rip Torn? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I know. Is it's Manny Patinkin. I know this one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we I can think I think it's like, so I, yeah, I think the way it works is it's probably a Mario situation, mm. right? Where Hero and Princess are living happily in the castle together. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're about, and on their wedding day, maybe, mm. or something like that. Mm. Or maybe Hero is going out and, like, slaying monsters and so on. And yeah, like the court Princess wizard. is like, oh, you're never at home. You're always yeah. out slaying monsters. And he's like, well, if I wasn't out slaying yeah. monsters, then you'd be getting kidnapped and the kingdom would be getting ransacked. And she's like, well, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of this rat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, it's a sort of sets up, it's like a very easy sort of like montage kind of stuff. Where like, life is great. It's like, you know, I, you know, Hero, he's here. He's basically king of the land. Um, yeah. You know, he's got the favor of the king. Maybe that could be Montoya. Uh, Mon- yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, like, the Montana's the king. King Montana, uh, sure. And maybe, like, because that's his father-in-law, he's like, yeah, I really get along well with with Princess's <laughs> yeah. dad. He loves me. <laughs> sure, um, yeah, they're always, like, drinking beers and uh, making, like, borderline sexist jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... Well, it's the yeah. 80s, so very sexist jokes, but for the time, borderline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, a little montage where Hero or, or Carrie is telling uh, Scott and or Fred that it's like, you know, life was great. You know, once upon a time, there was a far, you know, faraway kingdom. There was, you yeah, know, was yeah, beautiful. yeah. A young hero, you know, bequeathed um, by King... Sure, handsome, yeah, big handsome, cocked. big dick uh, hero was bequeathed to the, the, que- the princess from, uh, you know, King Montana. Uh, yeah, and, and life was good. You know, we would you know we'd go out and slay dragons. We'd go out and fight monsters, protect the realm, um, and like a lot sure. of like montage of mm, yeah, yeah, maybe just you know uh, the hero and king 
having adventures. Yeah. So yes, never wife, never princess, just always the two buddies. Yeah. And like in a, in a way where it's like you know we were doing work, but really it's just kind of like I mean this is might be maybe a bit too subtle for an eighties film, um, yeah. but like you know them clearly like at a pub, clearly going fishing, clearly doing like you know you know <laughs> things, um, building sure. a man shed kind of thing, uh, man cave. So sorry. <clears throat> um, and then it's like and then you know the kingdom was uh, beset by you know an, an evil wizard um who yes know, yeah yeah who who needed snuck their in way. garden of eden style yeah they like needle- in, infiltrated the castle mm, in the guise of a friend yeah yeah they thought they were really good and they were like a, a, court, <laughs> a court wizard or something like that steve the yeah, court a wizard a filthy rat fucking king. rat and he just stands up and it's like a fucking sturdy rat <laughs> there's a rat in the kid and he starts screaming and the kids are like Dad, are you okay? He's like, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, uh, fine. Yeah. yeah, this this joke of a man, this this fool, a buffoon gesture came in to, to try and, you know, He's like, cheer he didn't us even- up. But we were already happy. So he, instead he tried, you know, he tried his charm on the princess. Yeah, he cast the, the most princess. evil spell of all upon the princess. The, the spell called uh, listening. listening to a listening. woman. <laughs> listening to her needs and compassion yeah. and giving Evil her Evil magic, the likes of which good men would have had no knowledge of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with his uncouth ways. Yeah, and stole her away in the night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, bewitched her. And so now, ine- inebriated Montana or whatever his name yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And Hero have got to go out and save the day, and along the way they meet a cast of like zany characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, let me just throw, throw into that 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 whole like, my name's inebriated Montana. You killed my dad. So I guess somehow, for some reason, Hero uh, Carrie blames Steve for the death of his granddad. <laughs> Maybe like two <laughs> days after. Uh. Princess leaves Hero. Mm. The, uh, her, t- her granddad mm. just dies mm. of like a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Or, or what? is it maybe a kind of thing where it's it's not it's like so, so Hero isn't like the, that's the self insert sure, but really yeah. they're all self inserts. Mm-hmm. So when he's saying like my name's Indigo Montana, you kill my dad, prepare to die. That's actually Hero once again being like. You you know Steve, because of you, I don't get to talk to my my best yes. friend's um, father-in-law, and like it's like that relationship yeah, has yeah. died, and you're responsible because he blames me a little bit for like you know my the like his daughter leaving me. It's not just I'm I'm an angel. <laughs> I'm a good I'm a good boy. <laughs> I was a good dad. Yeah, that's very good. I was a good husband. You killed my relationship with my father-in-law. Yeah. Prepare to yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is very funny to imagine that scene where he just gets more and more difficult to speak as he's talking. He's <laughs> like, my name is Indigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my dad. <laughs> yeah. And as he's crying, Steve goes over and put his hand on his shoulder, then he just stops and he's like, prepare yeah. to die. <laughs> just stabs up into his chest. Playing possum the whole time. Because <laughs> there are moments, I think, in the film where it kind of goes back to the bedroom. And so yeah. it could just be, yeah, yeah, Fred and or Scott just put a hand on Dad's shoulder. Like, it's, it's okay, Dad. And then and then what happened? How <laughs> yeah, does, tell us more about yeah. the, all the rats. How does Hero and... stomp out them fucking rats? <laughs> I really like the idea as well, whenever they go to leave, that maybe there's no horses left. And that's how they get Andre the Giant and he just pulls the, the cart for them, right? <laughs> So they go to the dad's just pulling the cart and he does no real yeah. plot in it. They just insist that he was in the film. And he's like, he's pulling the fucking cart, right? I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> he's just there. Yeah, Surely yeah, he yeah, has yeah. to do like a suplex or something at some point. I don't know. I reckon Andre the Giant could kind of almost be like another manifestation of heroes, um, like emasculation mm. sort of thing, where it's just like, oh, I'm I'm Carrie Yule's, right? Um, I, I, I'm not Andre the Giant. I'm, I'm not six foot. I'm five foot, ten, eleven. I swear. Yeah. Um, and a half. And a half. I'm so close. Six foot, you know. You know. Steve is six foot three, but whatever. 
and and it's it's you know it doesn't matter that Andre he, the he's tall. <clears throat> Hero can fight him and win. It's not the size. Size doesn't matter, kid. Well, maybe. Yeah. And again, this might again <laughs> be too. <laughs> this might be too nuanced for a '80s movie. But what if that he meets like. You know, he meets characters along the way, and every character is a metaphor for one of the stages of grief. Oh yeah, I like this. I like this. Very yeah. simple, so very like, easy, very kind of like okay, here we go, here we go. Yeah, so like Carrie Elwes' hero is denial, mm -hmm. and he's just like, I am, you know, the greatest hero in all the land. I must go and win back. Mm my princess right and if only i can do the right quest then i'll do it and that'll be good mm. and then that's indigo what montana is, right there's yeah. a thing that i have to do and fix that's and if i can do the right thing then yes. they'll love me again yes yeah. and indigo yeah. montana is anger he's just all about you mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. fucked my life up and i'm gonna kill you steve mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there may mm -hmm. be like Andre the Giant is just like a real sad cunt, and he's depression. <laughs> well, Andre the Giant did f drink like an inordinate amount, so that would make sense. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's a sad thing you've just said about Andre the Giant. Yeah, what, didn't they, wasn't he like passed out in a, a hotel lobby, and it was a filming of this particular film or something else, and they just, they couldn't lift him up, so yeah. they're just like, well, I guess we leave him here Guess he lives bit. there now. <laughs> Andre, this is Jedi true. Andre the Giant to go to high school used to get a lift in the back of a pickup truck drove by playwright Samuel Beckett. There you go. <laughs> and Samuel Beckett taught him English, which I think is a fucking crazy That's a thing. Insane to thing to the yeah have happened to you as a person. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. so he was like, "I've learned English, and I'm going to use this now to pretend to fight Hulk Hogan for the next twenty years." <laughs> I've learned English from one of the greatest English writers of all time, and I'm going to use it to scream profanities on a tall, bald man. <laughs> yeah, it worked for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so we got, yeah, we got Dynamite uh, Denial, anger, um, pretty much covered. I reckon, yeah, depression, I reckon that'd be, Andre would nail that, I feel. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think there's, and there's something really great about yeah. just a real big guy who's just, like, yeah. really sad. And then, then yeah, we've yeah. got um, yeah, I guess bargaining. I mean, this is where we, we can need go bargaining, the... and I guess we need acceptance, or maybe acceptance is just the thing that happens at the end. Yeah, I, I think yeah, acceptance uh, and hope, I guess, is is very much towards the end, and that could be yeah. where maybe okay. So yeah. like, uh, all right, all right, all right. So yeah, so pit of despair. That's like the lowest of the low. That's sort of like um, yeah, so that's to... where they meet mm -hmm. Andre the Giant. Maybe mm. he's just like breaking rocks or something <clears throat> yeah, yeah, in yeah. the pit of despair. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, you should come with us. We're going to rescue the princess. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm too big to rescue a princess. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we can go, um, is, is, it, is, it, is bargaining before depression? Or does it really not matter? I think it is. I think yeah. we need like a real Weasley it's, it's guy. Yeah, the guy who's... that was the, the Mr. Potato Head, I think. Mr. Potato. Yeah, who yeah. is that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, What's his name? He's a, he's a, he's a good-looking boy. Uh, that's good. Because maybe he can be, like, offering things. You know, he can be, like, offering easy ways out to Hero. He'd be like, you know, I can teach you the same magics. I can teach mm. you, like, you know, easy ways around it. You want to get out of... You want to scale these cliffs? You want to get out of this despair pit? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you take my deals then you can easily do that. But uh, Carrie Elwes has to go, no, no, yeah. I've got to do this the right way. Yeah. So it's like uh, almost, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, what's his name? Wallace Shawn. Uh, if, if he's, he's got a great face. You know he's Wallace Shawn, let's have a look. He's got a good face. He's got a good, like, weasel-like face, you know? Oh, I know this guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, this guy yes. would be like a weasely Beautiful. salesman. Mm. Oh, he played Rex in Toy Story. My bad. Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, well. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. Yeah, look at the... Oh, wow. I, I've just found a picture of him in a top hat, yeah. which is... This, is this, Yeah, exactly what he would look like. Mm, mm, mm. So I think like that, because you kind of want him looking a little, little, little rodent-like, which he has... 
in space. He has got that look about him, yeah. And and, and it could be almost like a counterpoint of uh, the court wizard, where it's kind of like you know this this Faustian dealer of like. You know, we we can do this. We can do this, this, this. Maybe he sends him off into like some little little errands there that that hero yeah. thinks that like okay, this is he the gets distracted. Maybe like, it's like a dark carnival mm, situation mm, because I've got really into like dark carnival movies recently. <laughs> <laughs> I want a dark carnival in all my films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Maybe yeah. that's what it is. He meets and he's like the a ringleader type thing. The ringmaster, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's just doing deals and sending him off on little quests and just yeah. distracting him from the main goal. Yeah. And so like he's doing these things. He thinks he's doing really well, but this is like kind of, you know, the like the beginning of like, you know, his his absolute worst because like yes, uh, he's realizing exactly, that yeah. he's doing all these things. He's doing all these little kind of like kind of quests for this um uh, 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 this, 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 this carnival guy, but then he's like, it's meaningless. It's yeah, nothing. well, and maybe that's when, at the end then, of it all, mm-hmm. he gets betrayed by the carnival guy, by mm-hmm. Wallace Shawn, and thrown into the pit of despair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. when he meets Andre yes. the Giant. Oh, yeah, all these quests, yeah. all these quests are basically just helping, like, they're, they're like another nail in the coffin of you being a shit husband. So it's like, mm. it's, yes. it's like, sure, you're going away and you're doing this, but the thing is, you're going away. You're not, you know, it's like this kind of stuff where it's like everything, all the little, little tiny quests you might be doing for this ringleader, uh, sorry, ring ringmaster is very much like, oh yeah, oh, I can see why from your point of view that's a good thing, but you're missing mm. the point. You're, you know, it's it, once again, it's all these things that really added to the divorce or the fault, like you know, the absolute complete, you know, failure of this relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, but mm. I was doing, I was doing my best, and it's like, no, you were doing what was good for you. Not what was good for me, yeah, yeah, or us. There's a there's a very nice scene there as well when he's in the pit of despair, where you could have like the shadow of Andre mm. the Giant in it, and it's like kind of scary, you know, like oh something fucked's about to happen here, and Andre just walks out and just slowly puts his arm around him and oh. gives him a <laughs> hug. And it's the two of them just in the pit, kind of having a little sob. And you have like a real sad song play over it. And then you maybe have him do a little monologue, you know, about how he realizes that Mm. he's fucked up. And then Andre the Giant lifts him out of the pit. And he kind of turns around, waves by Mm. to him, kind of like that scene from Inside Out with the imaginary comp. Just waves by. Do you know? But you have a nice mm, little. Because, like, he's depressed. Like, you know, you could be, like, hunched over and, like, you know, sitting down and all very much, like, you know, woe is me. But then, like,. Yeah, after a bit of a yeah. bit of a speech of like, hang on, maybe not all is lost. Yeah, he's like starts getting better posture, stands up, and yeah, yeah, with Andre's help, they get out of there. Andre <laughs> left him out, and maybe like, can Beautiful. we have at the end, you know, a sort of big climactic battle? You know, Andre mm-hmm. the Giant and Hero and um, inebriated Montana mm-hmm. <laughs> facing off against the Rat King and all his Rat minions, and maybe mm-hmm. like Inigo Montoya is. Wait, hang on. Did I accidentally say the right name? Did my brain just come up with a name that was <laughs> the right one? Indigo? Nope. Nah, I Indigo. think so. Mm. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Montoya sounds right to me. Yeah. In my yeah. head, I'm going, that feels right. Anyway, point is, mm. he's like going sicko mode, you yeah. know? He's like... Yeah. Killing all these rats, and then yeah. at the end, you know, he looks around him, and it's just it's people in like rat suits, mm. and he pulls the head off one, and it's just his own face, mm. like in you know, and he goes just desperately pulling them all off, mm. and it's just him over and over and over again, and he's yeah, like, "What yeah. tricks have you done, wizard?" And Steve's just like, "There's no tricks here, man. There's no tricks here. You're you're you know, yeah, you're fighting yeah, yeah, your yeah, yeah. own anger, and you need to learn to to mm. let go." Yeah, and yeah, slowly, yeah. sort of, that's how he comes to acceptance is by this final mm. battle with the wizard. Yeah. And by the end, it's just yeah. Hero and Steve facing mm-hmm. off against each other. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. when you hear a new voice comes into the narration. Until now, all we've heard is like old Carrie Elwes. But mm. now we hear the voice of Hayden Panettiere going, <laughs> maybe it's time to hear this side of the story, you know? <laughs> okay. And finally, oh, Carrie Elwes is ready to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just do the movie again, but from her point of view, and like, you get the movie he's again, the one fucking but everything in up. montage, <laughs> yeah. and actually of what yeah. like her narrative mm. is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I like this. I like this. So we'll go from okay. So you get go, after getting out of the despair, goes and fights the rats, 
And, yeah. And yeah, and he's maybe mm-hmm. you know he's he's using like he hasn't quite come to accept yet. He hasn't quite you know he's just he's still dealing with all this depression, and so he's still got all of that denial, anger, and all that kind of stuff you know with him. So when they're fighting these rats, and yeah, they're punching them, they're fighting them, they're doing all the fantasy sword play, and then it is mm-hmm. this kind of thing of like, wait a second, they're kind of you, you know. And look, nowadays it'd be more like CGI. But sort of, yeah. sort of looking a little yeah. bit like Gary. But this, yeah, now it's is just, just like a, a yeah. really uncanny valley, like mm. rubber dummy. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, taking off the mask of a rat, like, like a rat helmet kind of thing, or maybe they're like the minions of the rat, and they're all like in armor, and they're all but, yes, like, and they've like, got rat like shape. rat helmets so on. That's good. When like anger, like punches mm. one of them, the like the helmet falls off, and Gary is staring at himself. Yeah, like in that Star Wars film. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, <laughs> well, the way to de- you know defeat these these people is 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 to ex- like you know is to give them more hope is to kind of as opposed to fighting them, let's kind of be nice to them, and so it's about a bit of a yes, self love there, yeah. so we kind of you know a bit more of a hug situation, um, and mm. and then when he's maybe crying over this, that's when yeah we get the different voiceover. I think then we get the montage, yeah, beautiful montage. Being like putting all this at like you know a bit like well actually hey think about it puts it all into yeah. context mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. like the idea and well, the, after yeah. all this the kids are just like but but here one right so he gets the prize <laughs> and the the dad's kind of like I guess <laughs> but like he looks at the kid and Palatier is like obviously I can't yeah, yeah, have yeah. the mom and then in in the story mode he walks past Princess and Steve the Ratcut and just takes. Fred and Scott by the hand. <laughs> and it's, it's like a nice one who'd be like, I'll pick them as my prize. I don't need. And actually, as he goes out, Hayden Benetia is like, but yeah, she's you like, know, like uh, no, legally you can't. You, that's like, they're coming with us. It's this is kind of thing of like, but but you get the prize, right? And then either, maybe this is where Hero or Carrie maybe learns that, you know what, sons? Your, your mother isn't a prize to be won. I was going to say, yeah. It's, I yeah, mean, it's the 80s, good, yeah. but yeah, maybe we can go with women aren't a prize. Because <laughs> I, like yeah. I like the idea of, like, we get, like, the mum's perspective, right? And maybe yeah. that's a phone call. Yeah. Like, maybe that's, like, you know, a phone call on speaker where the mum, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, hey, when are you dropping off? Or, hey, we're going to be there tomorrow morning. Maybe it's, like, a visitation thing or whatever it is. It's, like, you know, they're arranging yep, yep, the time. Yep. And then, then you know, someone pipes up, but, like, hey, what? blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, so this is what happened sort of thing. Uh, and then we you know we get the montage, yeah. and then I, li- I like the ending of kind of being a bit more from the kids' perspective. Like maybe mm, this is where okay. either at some point like the dad is giving up, or like either, either maybe when he's like at his most depressed, um, and that and that and that's maybe when the kid takes over and tries to give um, dad a little bit of hope there, a little bit of acceptance of like, hey, yeah, the relationship, like yeah, your, yeah. your marriage fell apart, but that doesn't necessarily, it's not the end of the world. You can, you know, you still have your two sons and you can have a friendship with your ex. And Steve, Steve's a lovely guy. He's actually yeah, not a exactly. rat king. You can still have a family, but yeah. that's entirely on up to you deciding to do mm. so. And and maybe it's like kind of a, the big reveal is that, it, it was ne- she was never under like you know princess was never under a witch's spell she was mm. never under you know the illusions of the rat king it, it was the rat was nice and it wasn't rat it was you know something like I don't a know, friendly dog i was like it was a <laughs> mouse no it's still not good it's still rodent yeah uh, a lot of it one of it just turns out the carries like i was the oh, rat yeah. king yeah, 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 yeah. I'm my own worst enemy. Like the, and like Steve, time, Steve was the protector. Actually, Steve was protecting the yeah. princess from the rat king. Me. He's like, every time I saw the rats was when Steve was there, but the rats only came out because I was pissed off yeah, when Steve yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just assumed the he was the rat king. The rats were my king, own actually, internalized anger. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like Steve's there like, I'm I'm yeah. a nice guy. <laughs> And yeah, Steve's yeah. like, I was the rat king. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> king, rat king. Don't, don't yeah. swear, kid. Yeah. Um, like, were you calling me the rat king? That's like, the no, one. Because no, 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 no. you know, in how like a PG thirteen movie, you get one you fuck. Get one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the one cunt that yeah, they yeah. get in the Princess Bride. <laughs> it's right at the end. Yeah, 
Steve just goes, you can't be a rat cunt. That's the last line of the movie is Steve going, Mm. wait, I was the rat cunt? (laughs) Credits. Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay, so you got, yep, all going through stages of grief. Beautiful. We got, like, yeah, uh, uh, we're meeting colourful characters that, um, so for for Hero's idea, like, from his perspective, they're, like, qualities of Steve, that's the villains, and anyone who's, like, uh, uh, you know, helps him out, maybe some qualities of um, Hero himself. And then he learns that, you know, after mm-hmm. all like all these little quests, but they, they were meaningless, they did nothing. And then he goes, meets under the, under the giant. Um, and that's when maybe we get a bit of a speech. Maybe Andre starts talking, but it's like Fred and or Scott's voice coming out. And so it's kind of oh, like, that's good. It's like yeah. the kid being like, don't worry, mm-hmm. dad, like it's going to be okay. Uh, uh, and then from there we yeah, get him like all pepped up. He's ready to fight the Rat King. And then like you realize it's him. And then there's this big kind of reveal and of like, you know, the mother telling her perspective, but from, you know, like, you know, in, in quick sort of succession of like, okay, no, this, 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 this. While this was happening, this was happening. And then mm. Steve is like, yeah, I was never the, you know, the rats only really appeared with, you know, you, 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 it, the rats were there before I was there. I, I'm, yeah. and then it's like Steve is representing that like acceptance and hope that it's like, yeah, you know, you mm. weren't a good husband. But you are a good dad. Sure. And we yeah. maybe take that as like or a little you bit could of a sliver be. of hope there. And it's like, you know, mm, just because. Maybe if you put, yeah. you put your big old car phone down every mm. so often, spend yeah. time with your kids and stop being a big businessman mm-hmm. and going out for wings with your father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> maybe then, yeah. you know, you can start to have a ro- more of a relationship. Yeah, and exactly. he's like, you know what? You're right. I've yeah. learned a thing or two. Yeah, you know, from, there's a from, reason from I, folks. Hayden oh. Panacotta, uh, does not get along with my dad. And every time you choose to spend time with him over me, that hurt. You know mm. those kind of things. And mm. yeah, and then then and then he learns this sort of beautiful lesson that hey, life isn't exactly like will go as planned. Life isn't yeah. just about a a quest that you know of, of an objective you have to do. It's the people you meet along the way. It's like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Life's like a box of chocolates. Sometimes Hayden Panettiere isn't in it. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Most Most of the time, time, really, yeah. And so then you have this (laughs) beautiful thing of like, hey, you know, that that goal he was going for isn't actually the goal that he really wanted. He was just holding on to this Mm. thing because that's what he He, Well, he was holding on to the fantasy in many ways. Of what a relationship should be. There's your tagline. There's your fucking tagline. (laughs) Hold on to the fantasy or instead of what was it? It's as real as the feelings you feel. Yeah. Beautiful. I think we've done well there. Right. We have got to wrap this up incredibly quickly. Uh, But. Let's very quickly, Mac. Have you got a Have you got a I, yeah. plot for us? I've got the how synopsis. Close how, cl- how close? Let's find out. How close are you, you happy to have the Princess are? Bride spoiled for you? Oh yeah, yeah. Joel's no, no, no. I haven't seen it now. Chances are, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. That's what we always think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right here we go. A grandson is feeling unwell and his grandfather comes to visit to cheer him up, bringing him a book much to his grandson's great disdain. Oh no, grandson hates books. This is a special... (laughs) Yeah, he's not a nerd, that's the crucial Crucially, big jock vibes on this kid. But this is a special book. The story contains fencing, fighting, revenge, true love, pirates, giants, miracles, captures, escapes, and etc. There's an and before etc. That's pretty good. Yeah. In the country of Florin, Wesley and Buttercup fall in love, but as he is poor, he sets off to earn some money so that they can get married. But woe is me, his ship is attacked by dread pirate Roberts, oh, who no. never, never leaves a captive alive. So he's going off and doing business and leaving his mm-hmm. lovely See, yeah. wife at home. See, look, we're not, I think we're on the right track here already, so it's kind of, I think it, we're doing it, it's well. all metaphors. Just wait for the next lines, you're all going to be very excited. Crown Prince Humperdinck decides to marry Buttercup. <gasps> Steve! Humperdinck. <laughs> and, and the spirit of all good fairy tales, she has no choice. <laughs> That's an actual line in the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Well, oh, you know, has no choice from Carrie's perspective. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 From the narration. <laughs> it's an unreliable narrator, famous literary device. Uh, shortly before the wedding, the future princess is kidnapped by a short guy with an even shorter temper from Sicily, a giant from Greenland, and a former alcoholic Spaniard. Incidentally, the Spaniard is a master sword fighter who's set on avenging his father, who was murdered by the six-fingered man. <laughs> huh, In quotation okay. marks. There's a lot going on, hey. So, so yeah, she's a lot of characters. That one of those is Steve. No, that so we've got we've got so we've got a hero think, who's been kidnapped by pirates. That's yeah. one plot line. Then we've got Buttercup who's being married off to Steve Humperdinck. Humperdinck. Yeah. That's two plot lines. But then she gets kidnapped by a group of wacky characters. Yeah. Okay. Who, I can only assume one of the the giant is Andre the Giant. Mm. I would have to assume. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the kidnappers make off with their prey, but they're followed followed by the MIB. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, is it like the man in black? <laughs> Will Smith's there. He's wisecracking. Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, oh, no, it's just one guy. It's man in black. Okay, sorry. Huh? So okay. it's just Tommy Lee Jones. He catches Fine. up, knocks a Spaniard unconscious at a duel, beats the giant in hand-to-hand combat, wins a battle of wits against the Sicilian guy, and kidnaps Buttercup himself. By this time, Prince Humperdinck and his partner in crime, Count Rugen, are tailing them, ho- tailing them hoping to snatch uh, the princess back. Okay. The man in black turns out to be Dread Pirate Roberts, who is also known as Wesley, apparently. Wait, so what happened to fucking... Nero. Yeah. Yeah. It does not say. Wait, so, is we- so on, the Dread Pirate on, Roberts is Wesley. He was kidnapped yeah. by himself? Yeah, that's what it seems to imply, yes. This is ludicrous. So mm. unless Wesley killed the Dread Pirate, then became the Dread Pirate, maybe? Maybe maybe it's a Santa Claus situation where he put on the Dread Pirate Roberts coat <laughs> or, and became yeah. the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, or if I'd read one sentence later, I'd understand what happened. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then by the, all means, continue. The previous Dread Pirate, Pirate Roberts, who wasn't actually called Roberts, but called Cummerbund, <laughs> decided to retire and hand the name over to Wesley, which all happens off screen, apparently. Fine. Okay, uh, sure. Right. The reunited pair escape into the fire swamp and are faced with three terrors. The flame spurt, lightning sand, and the R-O-U-S, the rodents of unusual size. Okay, uh, so that's our stages of grief, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they're caught on the other side of the swamp, and Buttercup negotiates the safe return of Wesley to his ship if she agrees to return to Florin. The prince instructs the count... Did I tell you that the Count is the Six-Fingered Man, it says in this synopsis? What a weird way this is written. <laughs> I bet that's how it fucking happens in the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the film as well. It's like a complete thing where the grandpa's like, oh, I completely forgot this incredibly important plot point. Yeah. Uh, the Count to take Wesley and throw him into the pit of despair. It turns out that the Count is at present writing a definitive work on his deep and abiding interests, Pain. Fucking hell, this movie's really gone off the rails here. It truly, Uh, I don't think it ever was on any So he uses the machine, his marvellous invention based on the concept of a suction pump, to suck one year of Wesley's life away. Okay. (laughs) So he's got a... He's got, he's got, he's invented a jerk-off machine. <laughs> yeah. A jerk-off machine so powerful it sucks your life so out. So powerful it sucks your soul out through your dick. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And but, Wesley's just getting sucked off in the pit of despair. <laughs> cool. We've all been there. Like, we've all been sucked off <laughs> in the pit oh, of despair. God, amongst yeah, us. your fucking mother was so good. I miss her lips so much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's power through. So has got five minutes. Buttercup Shit, tells yeah, the yeah. prince that one, she loves Wesley, and two, she thinks the prince is nothing but a card with a heart full of fear. Now, the prince is not particularly happy about this and rushes off to the pit of despair and turns the machine on, sucking 50 years away from himself. <laughs> oh. so he's like, he's like, you won't like, suck me. Dreading, but God, you sure took the best years of my life. <laughs> oh, and before I forget... Spaniard and Jand have met up again. They're looking for the man of black with the help of the revenge part of the story. They track him down to the pit of despair. Find Wesley is mostly dead. They go to see Miracle Max, a character who has not been mentioned before. Okay. He Fuck. retired sure, after being fired by the king's stinky son. Well, he's stinky. That's nice. Yeah. But on hearing that Wesley is Buttercup's true love, makes Scott a Scott and Fred coat. being like, hang on a fucking second. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's different sons. They're different sons. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You could take a shower occasionally. Yeah. Hearing the Wesley is Buttercup's true love, he makes a chocolate-coated miracle pill. Apparently, chocolate coating makes it goes down easier to bring him back to life. The pill works, and the Spaniard and the giant and the revived but still very weak Wesley storm the castle. The Spaniard finds and kills the six-fingered man. Buttercup ties the prince to a chair. The giant finds four white horses. Wesley offers the job of Dread Pirate Roberts to the now unemployed Spaniard and everyone else rides off to freedom. I've had fucking hallucinations (laughs) that made more sense than this. Yeah, well, it is also just an old... It's probably a very old, senile man telling children a story. And they're probably, like, on the phone be like, Mom, Grad is not doing great. Um, <laughs> the kids just that. scroll in TikTok, be like, oh, yeah. The Grand has got, like, his, his shirt off standing on the seat, be like, and Andre the Giant was there. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, that. to be fair, mm. I probably would enjoy watching that. It sounds, like, unhinged. It yeah. does sound a little unhinged. Maybe I should give this uh, classic a, a go. But I feel like conceptually, mm. in terms of thematic content, in terms mm. of richness of character and just general coherence, uh, the film made a lot more sense. And, and to be honest, I reckon, you know, without singing the film and only now just literally, uh, hearing the synopsis, I don't think we're that far off. Like, we, we could still be right. It could be a metaphor for divorce. We don't know yet. Yeah. No, we, I think we got, yeah, we we dealt with a lot of that. Uh, right. I'm happy to give us a solid 75% based Definitely. on entirely arbitrary. I want HD. 80% accuracy and 20% better than the original also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a past. It's a past. It's a passing grade, and that's yeah. all that we ask for here at What The Flick. Right. Beautiful. We need to let you go, Zamet. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Ah, Tell everybody what's going on in your life and career uh right well i yeah, i do uh, a bunch of other podcasts uh plumbing the desk uh, basic speculation and uh, D is for nerds uh, i also edit and produce a few fair few other ones which you can find uh if you just uh, google sans pants radio um and yeah just check those out uh D is for nerds is an actual play D&D podcast and uh, Plumbing the Star is more if you like dumb questions about uh, films and baseless speculation is all about uh, what we think is going to happen in upcoming films. There's something for everyone and it is uh, all a very good time. Mm, mm, mm. Very coherent, very smart people talking about the handsome and big dick I hear. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Every yeah, one of them. Slippery as the day is long <laughs> as well. <laughs> cool. We did it. And in record time as well. Well done, everybody. Max, say the thing and we'll leave. It's a good day to be a bad boy, but by God, is it a great day to be a poster boy. Goodbye. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) Eric.